Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello there and welcome to uh, Everything is Black and White, the Chronicles uh, podcast about Newcastle United. It's been the first one in quite a while. Um, I'm joined here by the Newcastle editor, Mark Douglas and Chris Woff, who is... Uh, one of the sports writers. Uh, I suppose there's no better place to start than Dwight Gale and his injury. So we'll start with you, Chris. How do you think it's going to affect Newcastle um, in the final five games? Well, to be honest with you, in 2017, we've seen very little of Dwight Gale, at least Dwight Gale on top form. He's only scored three times this year. He's had recurrence of hamstring injuries a few times. Hasn't looked fully fit when he's come back. Obviously, it's a different hamstring He's injured now. We're still not 100% sure exactly how long, but I think we're unlikely to see much of him again this season. And I think Newcastle. one of the reasons Newcastle haven't been necessarily as good on the eye and are stumbling a little bit towards the line is I think that the, they've lost the relationship between Gale and Shelby that hasn't been on show every week. And look, any team who would miss someone who's got 20-odd goals in any season in Newcastle, to their benefit of still being able to manage to cope with that they're, they're second in the table they're still f- firmly on course for promotion and I think it offers the opportunity for either Mitrovic or, or Murphy to come into the team uh, I've been thinking about the last few days who would I go with usually over the last few months I would have said straight away I'd go with Daryl Murphy but I was I was impressed with Mitrovic at the weekend when he came on I have to say I thought he, he made a big impact when he came on at the weekend he helped set up the goal and he just was a constant nuisance now to start him I'm not 100% sure just because I think he does bring that off the bench for the last 20 minutes if you start him are you going to get the same impact I'm not 100% sure I think Daryl Murphy is more reliable in terms of you know what you're going to get he's going to run the lanes he did that job last year for Ipswich and scored a lot of goals so I think on the balance of things I probably just would pip for Murphy but but say to Mitrovic before the game look you're going to have 20 minutes to come on the end here and we might really need you yeah I think I think the interesting thing about Gale that um, is it troubles me a little bit with the, the Dwight, Gale, Dwight Gale situation. Is it's a slightly longer term thing this that with, with, with Gale and the hamstring. And I think we heard from Rafa Benitez when um, when Dwight Gale first did this injury that it was kind of you know it, it, he was saying that you know I mean he doesn't believe in scans for a start. Rafa Benitez. It's quite interesting. He's, he knows a lot about. Um, it's really interesting actually when when you speak to Rafa Benitez. He, he knows quite a lot about. Quite a few different things that are above and beyond football. And he actually is—I mean, he's a, he probably would annoy the hell out of um, uh, of the doctor because he knows quite a lot about sports medicine. Um, and he and he he told us when Dwight Gale originally did this. Look, I'm not going to send him for a scan. You know, I don't think scans work because they'll they'll show up something a little thing, you know, probably a little micro tear or something like that. Um, and I don't really want to send him for a tear. I, I want him to to feel like he can uh, he can play. I want him to mentally feel strong. I think the problem with Gale is that I don't think he's felt mentally like he's ready to play since he did the injury for a second time. And you could see on Saturday that 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 was a recurrence of the injury, but I don't think there's necessarily been anything wrong in between that um, and the injury that he's had this time. But he hasn't looked right. He hasn't looked right at all. And and my worry with Gale is that this is kind of a longer term thing now and Newcastle maybe need to kind of get to the bottom of it. And, you know... I think Newcastle could be fine this season. I think, to be honest, they could probably play Johan Gufran up front, or they could probably play um, 
probably Kurt's good up front. You know, I don't know. You know, they, it doesn't matter. They're going to go up, aren't they? Let, let's be perfectly honest. But um, what I'm slightly worried about is that Newcastle are going to necessarily, you know, might, he might miss games next season as well because this is two or three times now um, he had a hamstring injury last year with Palace, which was a problem as well. So I think longer term, there's a bit of a question mark there. I think on Friday, uh, it'll probably be Mitrovic because he, he did come on and do quite well. Um, but, you know, again, long, long-term question about uh, Mitrovic. The thing that, there's, that has stopped Newcastle United from profiting in the Premier League has been they haven't had a striker for so long. They haven't had anybody who can score goals for mm. a long time. So that's going to be a big thing to look at in the summer. Um, but, you know, I think on Friday, to be honest, as I said, you know, play with nobody up front and they're still going to get promoted this year, aren't they? Yeah, I think that the fact that the issue with not having Gale has been that, that there was that relationship, particularly between Shelby and Gale away from home. And I think that's one of the reasons they have started mm. to struggle a little bit recent weeks. But it's also that you always want a plan B or and a plan C and plan D, really. But the fact that Newcastle have had to revert to the plan B from the start of games where Gale is their out-and-out first striker, there's no doubt about it. And you've got the, the, the less mobile... Murphy, the less mobile Mitrovic, and you do lose a little something there. And I think particularly at home when teams are are sitting deeper at Newcastle, that they're not they haven't adjusted the game well enough to get the ball in the box to meet those two when they are playing, and they are still looking to put the ball in behind and try, and it just hasn't really worked. They yeah. haven't adapted without him, and I think that has been a concern for me. Here's one for you, right? And I, and I I honestly think this, and since he came back on loan, it's been quite interesting to watch. I, I would play Sami Amiobi on Friday. I really would. I think. You know, a bit of creativity there. Um, you know, I know when he comes on, there's this kind of like, there's the, the crowd gets lifted and I know some of it's a kind of ironic yeah. sort of everybody wants Sammy to do really well because, you know, because there's a kind of the Amiobi connection. He has come on to get, he has come on in games when Newcastle have been winning, which has probably helped as well. Um, but, but you know, honestly, I think that they need something a little bit different. They looked really pedestrian, really one-paced on Saturday. Um, and you know Gufron he's had a good season generally but he's reverted back to type I think he, he looks very workmanlike again what, why not just give Sammy a bit I know that Rafa's not going to do it because that's not how he works but um, it'd, be, it'd be nice to it'd be nice to see it well I, I agree with you on the Gufran part I think for the first three four months of the season he was a revelation and he was playing some really good stuff he wasn't just workman like he was scoring he was creating I think the last two three months he really is doing very little other than giving the balance that Rafa says you want on the side I don't think he is justifying his place at the minute to be perfectly honest with you and I think at home Atsu's flattered to deceive you could put him back in there but I suppose I suppose Sammy Amiobi what he is certainly going to give you is something different it might just mm. be worth they're not going to expect it leads it would be interesting to see it too yeah, we know Rafa's not going to do that because yeah. it's just not in his it's not in his kind of give back I think you might see some. You might see Sammy play a little bit on on Friday. I think he might get he might get an opportunity. But uh, Rafa doesn't tend to do the kind of the uh, maverick sort of out. And, and you know, hey, they're second in the league, and he's won Champions Leagues and, and, and what have you. So he he knows what he's doing, doesn't he? It's fair to say. One question I want to ask you: Obviously, it's going to be Mitrovic or it's going to be Murphy. Is it a case that you know a lot of fans want to see two up front? Do do we think that Rafa will change his approach in the final five, or is he going to stick with that formation? That's you know, got them to, to second in the league. He's not going to... I can't see him changing it. And it was quite funny, actually, because I asked him about Mitrovic before the Sheffield Wednesday game and I just said, is Mitrovic going to travel? His immediate response was, yes, Mitrovic is in the squad, Gale's in the squad, Murphy's in the squad. Are you now going to ask me it's three up front? I think he, he is getting a little bit frustrated mm. by this. He said it in jest, but I think he gets a little bit frustrated by the question. He acknowledges that... The, two up front can work but this four-two-three-one is a tried and tested for him he's used it fairly frequently at just about every single club he's been at over the last decade and longer he, he likes the bounce it gives him it's flexible as well I mean on Saturday 
a lot of people don't really think it's four two three one's rigid. On Saturday, he moved Shelby further forward quite early on in the first half. Had Diarmi almost sitting by himself. It's a fluid system. He changes within games, but he likes the fact that it gives them balance. It gives them the the different options up front, but also the steadiness at the back. He's used this example. It's a Spanish. A phrase he said before about about the sh- the tail of the short blanket that you can move the blanket up and have two up front, but then you're going to be exposed at the back, so y- you pull it back down. And he says it's about getting the balance right, and I think he likes the balance that it brings. That's why he talks about the likes of Diarmi, who's flattered to see the times Gufran, and he uses the word balance. It's a word that that Rafa likes because he thinks that there is a middle ground. He would refer to the fact they've scored more goals than anyone else. They've conceded the joint fewest. He thinks the system's work and I can't see it changing. Nah, it's interesting because you know, there's been a lot of talk over the last three months, really, because Newcastle haven't been brilliant to watch, but there's been a lot of talk over the last three months about, about Rafa Benitez being quite defensive and, and quite sort of pragmatic, and, and that's true. But I remember sitting down with Steve McLaren at the start of last season and him saying, I want to build a team that's going to attack, that's going to be really free-flowing, that's going to that's gonna be, you know, get the people in Newcastle on their feet, he said, with that kind of grin that he that he had and you know it didn't work to be perfectly honest and and you know what Rafa Benitez is doing it, it's worked you know I mean Newcastle have stumbled the last few weeks but um you know he hasn't actually got the players I don't think to play two up front I'm not sure you know Mitrovic and Perez didn't work last season they scored a few goals but it didn't really work who else is who's going to be the the, the top the front two I mean so you're going to go Gale and Mitrovic and then have what Shelby playing deep with the army deep or you can put Hayden in there you know I mean Rafa knows the the weaknesses and strengths of this this squad better than anybody and and you know I think that I think the one up front thing is is, is tried and tested if he wanted to play two up front he would have gone for a different kind of striker he went for Murphy because he knew that Murphy would be a plan B he would have probably gone for somebody to play off uh, play off Gale so it would have been it would have been a very different type of type of striker that he went for but he's just not got the players to play two up front um you know, Murphy in uh, he did play Murphy and Mitrovic up front, didn't he, at Birmingham? He did, yeah, and he lasted five minutes. But yeah, I mean, it, like, that's, you know, no offence to either of those guys, because they've both done, well, Murphy's done well this season, but I mean, that's not exactly, you know, that's not going to strike fear into any championship defence, is it, Mitrovic and Murphy playing up front with, you know, kind of having to remodel that whole midfield. You know, we know what, we know what Rafa's going to do, and, um, you know, it's, it's up to Newcastle to kind of execute the plan better than they did on Saturday and better than they did against Birmingham and uh, Fulham as well and if they can do that they'll win on they'll win on Friday because Leeds they've had a good season but they're not they're not all that <laughs> you know they're not all that there's no teams in the in the championship who, who are all that to be perfectly honest um, even Newcastle really so I think Newcastle can win on Friday um, and I think they could even get promoted probably it's unlikely I think it'll probably be Preston when they get promoted but, um, but they're, they're going to go yeah, I have no doubt that Newcastle are going to go up. There's a, I understood the, the until until it's mathematically confirmed, there's always going to be doubts. This is Newcastle United, you know, and they, they tend to make things more difficult than it needs to be. But I mean, Huddersfield would have to go on an absolutely incredible run, and Newcastle would have to completely capitulate. Huddersfield themselves are in worse form than Newcastle. They've lost three of the last four. They just don't look like a team capable. And I've said this for a good few months now. You have to think: is a team going to really outpoint Newcastle between now and the end of the season? Huddersfield need to do it in terms of if you take the game in hand that they've won it, which again is is not a banger. Then they need to get seven, eight more points than Newcastle because. Uh, sorry, nine more points in the cast because the, the goal difference is so good. It, I just can't see them overhauling. I just can't see. Even them. if they'd have won the three that they lost, they still would be behind Newcastle. Obviously, yeah. they'd have a game in hand, but they'd still be behind Newcastle. And Newcastle haven't 
played particularly well in the last few few weeks either. So just goes to show, you know, that I think that run of, a, of the games where Newcastle won, what, 11 in a row, was it? 10 in a row? 10 in a row. 10 in a row. That's when Newcastle have got promoted this season. You know, and if we were finishing with that, rather than that was at the start of the season, we'd all be sort of singing the praises of Benitez and, uh, and, and Newcastle and saying, you know, they've proved themselves and all this. But the fact is they've done it in a time when we didn't think they were going to do it. We thought they'd finish really strongly because the team and squad was built that way. It hasn't turned out like that. It's turned out that actually they've started, well not started, but like had that medium point where they've done really, really well. And that's got them that's got them promoted. But however you do it, you, you, you do it, don't you, in this league? Well, that leads us into the next question. Failure to finish first, would, would it be seen as a failure or is it just about getting up at this point now? I think this one's been interesting to be. I think there is a split camp on this. Uh, you want to win the league. And obviously, that that was the goal at the start of the season. It's been it's been the stated aim. It would be nice to win the league. Do I think it makes a difference? Personally, I, I don't think it does really. Yes, psychologically in the short term, it's great. You can say you've won the league. But the, the, I think too regularly this season there's been comparisons with the 2009-10 campaign with the Keegan promotion winning campaign. I don't think it's fair to compare these seasons. It's a completely different situation. The money that's in the Premier League now has changed everything. The league is different. I'm not saying the league's harder. I just think it's different. I think the teams are more similar in terms of ability. I don't think it's necessarily better all round, but I think the teams are a lot closer together, which makes it difficult, very difficult to get out of. And I think that in three, four years' time, if Newcastle are a stable Premier League club, hopefully, as Rafa wants, challenging for uh, Europe, challenging for trophies uh, in terms of domestic trophies, will we remember that Newcastle won the championship will it make that much of a difference no it won't you would just want to be in those top two positions you don't want the lottery of the playoffs and then you just want to, to secure Premier League status and then maintain it going forward I don't think personally it makes that much difference it's not major silverware it's nice to say you've done it and that should be the goal but I, I don't think it's a disaster by any stretch of the dormant no you get you get a trophy for finish second anyway in the, yeah, the you do, you do, you do, um, I think I think it I think what it what it would emphasise is how well Chris Hewton's done with Brighton because they have been absolutely outstanding it's rare for two teams to be on the points total that Newcastle and Brighton are on and you know it's even kind of rarer to have three teams above about 72 points at this stage in the season so um, I think Newcastle being in the division has, has, has kind of raised everybody else's level a little bit um, especially when Newcastle played them I mean Fulham haven't done anything really I mean they've, they've picked up the odd results since Newcastle played them, but they haven't really done too much. Does it matter? I mean, it, it does matter because, you know, they wanted to build a squad and a team that was going to blow apart the division, so they haven't done that. But, you know, by the same token, I think it's surprised everybody, and myself included, definitely how strong and how difficult the division is. It's much harder, I think, than it was in 08-09, and not being helped by the fact that Newcastle's team this time and squad this time is not as good as it was in 08-09. The Newcastle 0809 squad, which ended up finishing sort of in the top half today in the following year in the Premier League, I can't remember exactly, but they finished pretty strongly in the top. Um, they could be top seven, top eight now when you look at it and, and you think Carroll, who was on the verge of the England squad, Nolan, you know, really good player. Um, Barton was doing was, was was doing really well. Danny Simpson was playing really well at right back. Steve Harper was an excellent goalkeeper at the time, you know, really strong. Alan Smith, even that, that year, was doing really well. Lovenkrantz, excellent. Schola did really well that season. Newcastle haven't got the same players this time. You know, Richie's excellent this time. Um, Shelby's great. Gale's done well. Um, Kieran Clark's done well. But other than that, and Dumont, I think, has had a pretty good season. And Darlow's played well. Other than that, you know, 
it's been pretty hit and miss this season for Newcastle. I think it's been a triumph for Rafa Benitez to manage to get this team with its with its frailties and, and some of its weaknesses um, to where he has to be in such a commanding position. Because you know, you look at Villa and you look at Norwich. Both of those squads are you know strong strongish Championship squads, and they haven't been anywhere close. And that's because Villa couldn't cope with the, the pressure on them at the start of the season. They didn't have a good manager. Norwich, I think, similar. They couldn't cope with the pressure. Uh, on them at various times. Newcastle have coped with that and that's largely down to the way that Rafa Benitez has managed the football club. So, you know, is it is it a blow? Yeah, I think it is a bit disappointing. You'd have to say it would be and I think Rafa would think it was disappointing at the end of the season as well but does it matter? No, because Villa and Norwich are going to be in the Championship next season and Newcastle aren't. Top and bottom of it, That that's all that matters. And I think in terms of when we look at oh, how many of these players will be playing in the Premier League, I think that's always a dangerous thing to assume because if you look at a team say Burnley now I know they want to turn to look at the Burnley side and think how many of these players would you say are Premier League quality players how many of these players would you necessarily want they're more than the sum of their parts and this Newcastle side they are going to need strength and they are going to need six, seven, eight players in the summer first team players but there will be some surprises next season of players who you don't necessarily think right now are their Premier League quality players who will be able to contribute next season and I think that as you say the the beauty of what Rafa has been able to do with this set of players who are limited in a lot of stretches is he's made them consistent consistent has it been great to watch probably not it hasn't they've scored more goals than anyone else they've conceded fewer than anyone else and I think you'll see next season that because everyone's like oh Newcastle would, would, would definitely go down if they were in the Premier League the minute they would certainly be there or thereabouts. I think they'd be scrapping in the bottom six. But you look at Middlesbrough's squad, you look at you look at Sutherland's squad, you look at Hull's squad. Are they worse than Newcastle's? I don't think so. Are they much better? Probably not in a lot of in a lot of situations. But I think that what Rafa did was he said, I don't want to concentrate on the Premier League next season. I need to build a team to get out of the Championship. It's precisely what he did. A few players will move on. Some will stay and be the glue that will be the squad. That they won't play every week, but they'll be there. They'll be there when called upon and when needed. And I think that that he's done, as you say, a, a better job than maybe he's been given credit for because a half the squad got relegated last season is a reason it got relegated. B the players who've come in, most of them are as quote unquote one of a better term championship players, and a lot of other a lot of people raise their eyebrows, including us, when he's saying them. Yeah, it's a good thing about mentality that I think Rafa's changed. You know, they're not as strong as they were last year, but team spirit wise and mentality wise in that squad, they're better than they were. And, you know, you couldn't say on Saturday that they didn't work hard. You know, that was the one thing that you'd say. Everybody put a shift in. They just weren't good enough on the day. They probably didn't execute the game plan quite as as Benitez wanted it to be executed. Um, there was one or two who just played well below the level. But I think Newcastle now have a, for the first time for ages, have a bit of team spirit. You know, they, do, they, uh, they haven't come back from being behind as much as we'd like them to. But they don't give up. They haven't, they haven't folded. There's been a couple of occasions this season where I thought this could go either way, and they haven't. They haven't folded. Um, I thought what was quite nice on Saturday was you saw John Joe Shelby played really, really well. Last season we saw situations where you know you had Van Alden and players, better players, getting frustrated with the rest of the team. You know we know what happened Chelsea um, in at half time when he was kind of like almost Van Alden was blaming the rest of the team and this kind of corrosive team spirit that Jamal Lascelles stood up to. You haven't had that this season. Shelby would be entitled to go into that dressing room after Saturday and say, well, you know, I'm a level above a lot, a lot of these players and, you know, flounce about. He wouldn't be entitled to do it, but you could see how he could do it because he's that he has been that kind of character in the past. You know, you're not seeing that from Newcastle. The whole team is is going in the right direction. And, and, and I don't think as a Newcastle United fan, you can have too many complaints after what's happened in the last few years. 
at the way that they've approached this season. They've given everything. And, um, you know, it hasn't gone quite the way that we thought it was going to do. I think we thought they were going to be a bit more, um, especially second half of the season, because they had that 10-game running uh, winning run. We thought they were maybe going to go on another run, which they haven't quite been able to do. But, you know, it, you can't emphasise enough how much you just have to get the job done in the Championship. You know, a lot of teams can't do that. A lot of teams haven't managed to do it. Um, Brighton have had... Three cracks at it now, is it? You know, they, they were in the playoffs last year. I think it's something like four of the last six yeah. years, something like that. This is this, this is not a Brighton team that's appeared from nowhere. They have been bankrolled by a very rich owner, Tony Bloom, who's you know they made losses last year. You know, they, Brighton have gone for it this year. Then it's not plucky Brighton. You know, they've made losses. They've been bankrolled by a pretty rich owner. Um, you know, Newcastle have obviously got massive financial advantage because of the parachute payments and stuff. But Brighton, you know, they've been there thereabouts for a few years. And, you know, they've, they've got the same team. They know what they're doing. They've been well set up. Benitez put this team together in six weeks. Um, you know, I think I think what Newcastle have done this season has been commendable. And, you know, I think that they des- they deserve more plaudits than they're getting. Um but uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see when we hopefully hopefully I think when when it comes down to it and and if Newcastle are back, I think there's been a little bit of you know the second half of the season's been a little bit draining, hasn't it? It's been yeah. surprisingly draining. We thought it was going to be a little bit easier because they've built a big squad, but um, you know put it in perspective that the other teams that have been challenging for promotion this year, there's only been Brighton, Huddersfield, Wagner's probably manager of the season for me for what he's done um, because they've done really really well, but Brighton. Yeah, expect them to be up there, you know, because they're a good team. And if, if you offered, I just put it to any Newcastle fan, if you'd been offered at the start of the season second place, which let's be honest, they could still finish with only two, they've only just fallen behind Brighton. But if you'd offered any Newcastle fan second place at the start of the season, I'd be amazed if any of them would have said mm. no at that point. Yeah. And just a quick look then to Friday, it's a big game. Um, what do Newcastle need to do to get kind of back on track to, to get the victory? Is it an early goal at St James's Park? Is it. How did, how did he push the Leeds game? I think it'll be an easier one than the Wigan and Burton one in terms of mentality and in the approach because it's it, it's a big game and I don't think Newcastle fans will be going there. I think the, the atmosphere and the whole um, surrounding of the game will, will feel like a, a bigger game. It'll feel like a Premier League game on, on, on Friday, which I think will really help Newcastle in terms of... I don't think fans will be going there expecting Newcastle to do what they did to Burton and Wigan and, and win those games easily, where Newcastle have struggled. I think they'll go there and, and, and the fans will accept, accept that you know, there's not a lot between the two teams, um, really. And I think it will be... It, that'll play into Newcastle's hands. I think that if Newcastle go there and do and do what they can do well, which is get Shelby on the ball a bit, um, you know, start to get, you know, get Richie on the ball, um, play the way that they, that they can play. Quite, you know, let's be honest with Newcastle, it's all about you know, effective use of the ball, getting it out, getting it to the areas where they can hurt other teams. That's what they need to do. And they've been able to do that most of the season. Leeds are, Leeds are all right, but they're not in great form themselves. So I actually think you know, it's probably, in terms of mentality, it's an easier game for Newcastle to approach than... Wigan or Burton and um, I don't know whether they'll win to be honest I think it, it could be a draw um, but I th- I, you know I, I, I'm kind of more confident about this Friday than I was about last Saturday I just felt Sheffield Wednesday had a lot to play for Newcastle kind of you know had a tiring week I think they've had a full week to, to prepare and I think they'll I think, I think they'll be alright on Friday I actually think that the leads are the more determined factor as to, as to how Newcastle will play on Friday I have to be honest with when we went to Elland Road in November to see Newcastle play Leeds, the two teams were in great form and Leeds at that point really looked like they were going to make a charge. 
and I thought I expected a lot from Leeds and they're really disappointed on the day I know it was just one game but they're really they almost seemed overawed by the fact that Newcastle were there and I'll be interested to see how they do cope with that Gary Monk spoke in a day he said about how big a game it is they're going to go there they're going to go to St James's Park they're going to treat it as a Premier League game it's huge and I think that Newcastle have had that pressure all season and they've managed it on the whole obviously there's been defeats along the way but they've managed it on the whole and I think that if Leeds do come and play anything like the Dedell and Road, I even think Newcastle about Dwight Gill will win. Um, but if Leeds do show the form that, that they are all equally shown they're capable of, and it, see if they were to go ahead early, I think Newcastle, that'll be a real test of Newcastle's metal. There. John Joe Shelby really impressed me last weekend because he's been a little bit quiet in the last few weeks. And even when things weren't going away, as you say, he didn't stop. But he also took the game by the scruff of his neck. He, he created opportunities. He almost scored the wonder goal. But even when the game was dead in the 87th minute, he went and scored and suddenly it was back on again. Mm. A draw looked possible. And I think if if John Joe Shelby is, is allowed room by Leeds, as a few of the bigger teams have allowed him to St James' Park, Brighton made the mistake of doing so, other teams have done. If John Joe Shelby's allowed room and he, he's in the same sort of form as he was last weekend, I think Newcastle will win. As I say, it's, it's a tough game. It, 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 it depends how Leeds themselves approach a day but, but I think that, that Newcastle really want to make a statement after last weekend the players didn't look happy with themselves no mate Benitez didn't look happy with them and I think there will be a response mm. Yeah I think it, it's an interesting one isn't it it's, at least you've got two two teams I think at, at St James's Park that are both going to try and win the game which hasn't always been the case no, at St James's Park this season so um, something to look forward to Justin, just to be clear your striker who's starting on Friday will be I'd go Murphy to start Mitrovic come on Mark Mitrovic you know Mitrovic I, I I'm still waiting for him to ignite this season, you know. I, I'd like to see it, but, you know, I, yeah, I just, I just want him to kind of show what he showed last season. He just hasn't shown it all season. So, um, yeah, I'd really, I'd really like to see Mitrovic start. I'd really like to see him kind of, you know, deliver a big game performance. Fantastic. Well, I've been Andrew Musgrove. Thank you very much for joining us. You can uh, leave any comments and feedback on our Twitter account at Chronicle NUFC and, of course, on the Facebook page as well. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much.